views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Whoa. I want to welcome all of you. Welcome. Welcome to, yeah, the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on and everything else that you guys do to connect with us. And, uh, you know, what we um, first of all, I needed to just uh, say a big thank you, Taylor, to all of the folks that completed uh, the, the uh, KKNW survey. Um, and I want to thank Chris uh, also out at WVOQ and the team out there. Um, I, I want to thank all of you guys for uh, what you've said about the show and the survey um, and how many of you have actually listening to the show and tuning in to our time spot. And I want to thank you guys for doing that. I mean, it is, it is amazing how supportive all of you listeners have been, whether you live in Seattle or not. You know, some of these, some of, some of you live across the globe and you completed the survey somehow, and I'm not even sure how the heck you did that. Um, we also want to thank you for that. We also want to thank whoever it was out there um, that nominated us for the Western Washington thing, best of the Northwest or something. I, I don't even know what it is, Taylor. Isn't that awful? Best, best of Northwest. Of yeah, best of Western yeah, Washington. Best of so. Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever you are, thank you for doing that. I uh, didn't even know <laughs> that it was going on. Why? Because I live in the world of positive radio and um you know, many of you said in the survey you wanted to have more about spirituality. And, boy, we have really zoomed into that, so much so that um, when you go to look at our beta site, the transformationnetwork.com, you're going to click on that radio button on there, and you're going to see what we're planning to do over the next uh, I should say 15 months. And why is it that we're doing it? I got to just tell you, um, we're just called to do it. You know, we don't have this uh, big marketing plan or uh, what do they even call it? Business plan. There we go. I should know that. I worked for a corporation 25 years. But, you know, we, this, we are guided divinely. And things show up for us in the way that we connect with all of you that somehow intuitively presents exactly what you're asking for. But filling out the survey, and please 
sending us information. And you can send us information. Um, you could send your your emails to info at the Dr. Pat Show, whatever dot com, whatever that is that you want to do to connect with us. We appreciate it. Now you'll also know that if you do send things in there and you put your phone number in there, I actually call you back. Um, you know. I got to tell you, I am so very blessed by the days that I wake up in my life and I get to have conversations like the one I'm about to have. You know, how, how cool is it to talk somebody that wrote, talk with somebody that wrote a book that's called The Fun of Dying? Find out what really happens next. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody talking about the fun of dying. Find out what really happens next. My very special guest joining me here today you know, is someone that can talk about this, and you'll find out why in a minute. But, you know, can you imagine being Roberta Grimes sitting down there, you know, an Austin-based business attorney? Actually, I probably have to talk to her on a separate note about a few things there. Um, (laughs) and, 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 you know, I mean, think about this. What is it about her? What is it about me? You know, somebody that thinks they're going to be some big consultant. I went to school for 10 years to study to be some big business consultant to corporations, ended up buying airtime and and doing this. But look it up. You know, what would you say about somebody if you, if you just bumped into Roberta in a grocery store and just like, ah, there's that, there's that lawyer? You'd have no idea that that lawyer wrote a book called The Fun of Dying. Find out what really happens next. Uh, but here you go. You know, it's not just about this book. It's really about the journey. You know, when I love reading about, you know, who she is, I love, love, love understanding a little bit about what the journey is about. So when I get to a place in my life where I think that I'm off course or that it's hard, I was listening to my favorite uh, talk guy today, one of the guys that, that I've, I've learned to listen to, you know, uh, Joel Osteen, it's really interesting. I don't agree with all of his philosophy, but I'll tell you something. He's got a very powerful, positive message. And when he says, look, this is life, and we get to respond to it in a way that knows we are divinely guided, that when the weeds show up in our lives, even if the weed is death, it is for a greater purpose. And so today we're going to get to talk to Roberta, published two novels early in the 90s before her law practice. What was up with that? I can't wait to find out about that. Uh, but then, then deciding I'm going to learn from the dead. I'm going to learn from the dead about human nature and the nature of reality. So here we are. Here we go. We're going to have a conversation with her. Beyond being on the governing board of the Academy for Spiritual and Conscious uh, Consciousness Studies, beyond being all of that, co-chair of the Academy 38 Annual, all of that, guess what? She's got something to say, and we're going to hear it. Roberta, I'm so glad. I'm glad I'm talking to you. Great. Welcome. I'm so so glad to be here, too. You know, frankly, I feel as if we're good friends, and and we've never even spoken before after that that wonderful um, discourse you did right at the start. I love that. Well, dead. Let's talk about dead. (laughs) <laughs> I want to start with the word dead, if I could. Now, okay. I know you've been on a lot of radio shows, and I know you're coming to Seattle. Actually, you're coming to Seattle around my birthday. So very good. Uh, I want to talk about the word dead. It is one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. And actually, not all cultures feel like that. They don't feel death is that word. 
But it is in our culture. I mean, if you say the word death or you say dying to someone, it's usually not coupled with, you ready, the fun of dying. What is it about your journey, your life, your experiences, what you have encountered, the potholes that you stepped in? What if you had to move beyond the obstacles and challenges so you could write a book called The Fun of Dying? Death has gotten an undeservedly bad reputation in our culture. Death, for most of us, is the best time of our lives. It's a lot of fun. Those who have done it tell us that over and over again. And it, it gives us the opportunity to be reunited with people we had thought we'd lost in a mm. place far more beautiful and more wonderful than the place we are now. It's all good news. And this is true. This isn't belief. In fact, I tell people, don't take my word for it. As you, as you know, because you've read the book, in the back of it are 70 books that uh, if you read them all, you'll know everything I know. It's, this is not a mystery, and it's something that, that, that scientists should be studying. They've had the opportunity for the past 100 years to do this work, and they have willfully refused. So I'm so sorry for a little longer you're stuck with lawyers <laughs> trying to be scientists. Because well, it's a whole new science. That, it's, Dr. Pat, this is a whole new yeah. science. It's the third yeah. wave of modern science. That's what it is. Right. You know, it's no mistake. Let's talk pop culture if we could for a minute. You know, I know we can talk about spirituality and consciousness for sure, because both of us, we're on a mission with that. But I want to talk yeah. about the pop culture for a minute. You know, I don't think it's a coincidence to you, Roberta. I don't think it's a coincidence that in the past two years, we have seen more shows about consciousness transcendence with Johnny Depp and the latest, you know, with um, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson about a character called Lucy who ingests a chemical who literally converts her mind into a state of consciousness, awareness, and transformation. Now, are we just catching on to the idea of transcendence, or do we think it's like a chicken and egg question, right? Uh, a little bit. What do you think going on? Well, I, um, there, there's a little thing going on and a bigger thing. The little thing mm-hmm. going on is we always knew this stuff. We, our minds are eternal. We never began. We never will end. Our minds are not generated by our brains at all, and there's a lot of evidence of that we can talk about if you, if you want <laughs> to. But, but there, our, brain, our minds are so much greater than the, the little awareness we have while we're in these bodies. That that, um, that there still is our memories we have of what we really are. So those topics resonate. You know, as you say, they're, they resonate with people go to movies to learn more, and people want to know more about what they really are. That's the little answer. The bigger answer is um, there are reasons why apparently ascended beings are now trying to bring these truths to the world. There's not an accident that you're doing the work you're doing and that the people who listen to you want to know more about spirituality. When, when, they, when uh, surveys are done, they find repeatedly, especially in America, that more and more people are not religious but are saying they're more spiritual than ever. I've seen this over the past few years, as I because I do a lot of speaking on this topic as well. I'd say four or five years ago, I'd look out over an audience and I'd see I'd be talking about this stuff. I'd see blank faces, and and the questions would be would be kind of off the wall and foolish. Now, if I speak, and this is a whole different group of people, of course, everybody's lights are on. I see smiling. I see nodding when they ask questions. They're wonderful questions. The the level of awareness that we've achieved in just a few years as a as a, a people. I don't think it's 
even cultural. I think it's one by one individual. Yeah. Our new level of awareness is, is, is extraordinary, and it's just the beginning. Where it's going will blow your mind. It is just wonderful to be alive now, and it's thrilling to have our tiny part to play in helping it happen. I love that. We're going to take a short break. For those of you out there, find out more about Roberta. Go to the website, robertagrimes.com. But here's the deal. When you get there, it's not just going to be about the fun of dying. Yeah, you could find the fun of staying uh, in touch. And by the way, after life communication, because why? We're having a conversation about consciousness. When we come back, I want to talk with you about the, I want to, you know, let's just say, you know, in, in the section called Setting the Stage, uh, the conversation that consciousness is all that exists. I love this. I love this topic. And then we're going to talk about the death experience. Yeah. What is it? Take it from someone that uh, has lost a few people in her life, me. What is it about that experience? And most recently, you know, what are some of the myths? What are some of the things that we should be thinking about or could be thinking about that Roberta has discovered? When we come back, yeah. If you think she has nothing to do, yeah, studied over uh, 200 years of amazing amazing communication from the dead. And by the way, you know, why aren't the scientists studying this? Well, we can talk about that, too. I just hope we can get it all in in the hour. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. The best in talk radio. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The Women and Wisdom Fall Festival is right around the corner. Join them at the North Seattle Community College Conference Center, October 11th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free admission. Festivities include a silent auction, healers, educational booths, delicious food, and a variety of vendors. Don't miss this fun-filled event. For more information, visit womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org. See you there. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellnessone.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellnessone.net. Hi, I'm Leslie Fontaine with Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio, and here's your tip of the day. When we come from a place of need, we're really coming from fear that we won't have or get something dear to us. The irony is that we already are living without it. When we step into our authenticity, that's when we realize we don't have it anyway. So just the honesty of it is painful. But now, shift into the place where you know it's coming, know it's there for you, and know it's part of your reality in the universe right now. 
Yes, there may be some tightness you feel in your field, but stay with it. That's just anxiety that it might not happen, and you're just getting your hopes up. Really? Whose voice is that? Learn more about how to be strong as you bravely step into your authentic living that is loaded with abundance. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine and go to my website at lesliefontaine.com. What does a dentist of the year get? A little plaque. (laughs) Welcome to Smile Big, where we offer cosmetic, restorative, and preventative dentistry. Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Abdenard work hard every day for their clients to be happy to smile with the latest equipment for complete smile restoration for anyone. The sooner you call, the sooner they can help. Call 425-454-4040 or email scheduling at smilebig.com. You can even visit our website at smilebig.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. As I said before, check out Roberta. Go to robertagrimes.com. And by the way, um, you're also going to be able to find out when she's coming to Seattle, for those of you that uh, want to, you know, check it out. Uh, she's also on CTR Network on Saturdays at 10 a.m. with her own show, uh, Pacific Time, and you'll get to see podcasts. But if you go to her website, robertagrimes.com, you're going to be able to check it out. She's got media appearances, video Everything. And by the way, you can get yourself a free book. Just sign up. It's very, very cool. Why? Because she has got it going on. And for those of you that are like, ah, I'm not liking the self-help stuff. Okay, guess what? Go check out the fiction. I love that. Check out the fiction. You know, because when you're creative, it doesn't matter if you're an attorney or not. We're not going to hold that against her. She's somebody that is out in the world doing good work. And, yeah. Consciousness, consciousness is throughout our life. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you do it. There are people that are meant to do what they do. Roberta, thank you for joining here. I'm sure you've had more lawyer jokes than you could stand at this point. <laughs> yeah, I life, tell them, right? of course. I tell them naturally. <laughs> um, I, oh, it's it's, it's hard attorney. to be a lawyer, but it, but on the other hand, I, I mean, I've never been to court. I don't do that kind of law, so uh-huh. um, I. I, people tell me I'm, I'm the good kind. <laughs> well, I want to ask you about this because, you know, look, um, I did mention Transcendence with Johnny Depp, and I also did mention the movie that came out, Lucy, but those are only two movies that really tap into the consciousness. There's a whole stream of movies that have come out in what we call the self-help arena, but we're now starting to have consciousness conversations in our pop culture. I wanted you to, t- to comment along, uh, along the lines of what you talk about in the book when you say consciousness is all that exists. And then you jump right into uh, living uh, the fun of, di- of dying. So what has your, been your discovery along the way, and how have you discovered it? Well, the, the dead tell us all this stuff. <laughs> that did talk about the source, but it's a scientific discovery that was made 100 years ago by Max Planck, who also in 1918, by the way, got the Nobel Prize for being the father of quantum physics. So uh, my friend Max is no no slack. Uh, <laughs> however, 
He said that consciousness is primary and pre-existing. What we think of as human consciousness is primary and pre-existing. He should have gotten the Nobel Prize for that because it was the greatest discovery in all of human history. Human consciousness is primary and pre-existing. What he had discovered is that we are part of the, of the creative force. Our minds are, are eternal, are part of the... Your mind is part of God, if you want to call it God, although I don't use the word God because it has a lot of negative connotations that come from religion. This really has nothing to do with religion. I stopped being religious a long time ago. When you find the truth, as Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free, and boy, does it ever. Right. Well, I mean, let's talk about this. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned, uh, you know, my pal Jesus right there. Uh, very rarely now do we even find it popular to say the word Jesus. But I will tell you that a lot of us have gone down the path where we understand that there have been master teachers that have been part of our evolution since the very beginning. Whatever you believe, whatever the consciousness is, whatever you know, whatever your level of spirituality or religion is, um, you know, where do we get all the rules? And I want to ask you about this, because I want to jump right into, you know, the event itself and some other things. But, you know, we have these human rules that we've created, right? Right. So let me give you an example as we talk about the the death event. Rule number one, it is a sin if you administer drugs to somebody in their past. You know, I I mean, I could go on with this stuff. Oh, sure. But what are the dead telling us about this, though? What, What are they saying about dying? The, about dying? Dying yeah. is an easy, natural <laughs> event. It's it's a, it's almost the only thing that every single person does. I mean, we're all born in some fashion, and we all die. And it's neat. It's it's all carefully planned. We planned before we were born two or three exit points that our higher consciousness could take. Remember, most of our awareness is not here. Most of it is is uh, not connected to this body at all. It's it's as if. It's as if we're a probe uh, in this alien place, uh, like Jake's blue body in the movie Avatar. That's all mm-hmm. your body is, and that's how little connection you really have to it. You just think you're connected to it. But what what happens at death is we've come to a place where we can do no more learning in this lifetime. As Jesus said, we're here to learn to love, learn to forgive. But yes. we've planned those lessons in. We've, we've, we've had all the lessons that, that we're able to be able to manage in this lifetime, and so our higher consciousness says, we're going to boogie out of here because this is no fun. We're going to go backwards fun. And we, we then we have an accident. We, um, we start to get sick. Perhaps we're very old, whatever. The, the event is to get there is not especially fun usually because your body is not coming with you and it resists its own demise. But yeah. once you're at the point of death, there's no pain. There's no fear. For nearly all of us, I mean, if you're very religious, you're probably terribly afraid, and that's another great relig- great reason to go pe- get past religions. But um, it, you start to see people that you knew who you thought were dead, and there they are, young and healthy. They usually appear in the upper corners of the room. You know, as, as he was approaching death in the last few hours, um, Steve Jobs was looking at his family's faces, and suddenly he sort of lifted his eyes, and he said, oh, wow, three times. And he never talked to the living after that. Mm. That's typical of, of, a, of a deathbed experience. If you're at someone's deathbed, once the, the visitors arrive, people who are dying no longer talk to the living. Very seldom do they. If they do, it's only to say, can't you see Uncle Fred? There he is. <laughs> but 
but but they t- they're usually very weak by that point. Their bodies are weak, so they'll just lie there looking at a corner of the room. They're talking in their mind with people who have come for them. When it's time to actually leave, you can feel the people who have been awake during the process of actually dying. Say you can feel the inner energy bodies that are going to be leaving, separating, almost like I think of it as unvelcroing from your hands and feet and up your arms and legs, and, and ga- your, your energy gathers in your chest area. And it then leaves either through the top of your head or through the chest, and you're, you become, you form into a, into a body, which you notice is naked, so you immediately clothe it, your mind clothes it, and, you're, and there you are, and there you are in the room with mom, with dad, whoever came for you, could be your dog, and could be crowd, could be a, they, some, there are descriptions of parties around people's beds that went on for a while, a day, hours or days. But they're there to take you with them. And once the silver cord that attaches the energy bodies that are leaving to your, the body that's staying, your material body, once that silver cord breaks, that's your death. And people around your, your bed, especially if you, your death was not expected, might get very upset. But the risk is, if you let yourself to, to be distracted by trying to say, hey, look, I'm fine, look at me, I'm okay. If you try to, they can't see you. And if you do that, you may lose your ability to see your family who's come for you, and you can't let that happen. So uh-huh. if you remember nothing else from this conversation, everyone, please remember, once you see people come for you, go with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's, it's never a good idea not to go. So you go. And if you look back as you're leaving, because all the, all the levels of reality are in the same place. Death is as easy as changing channels. Right now, your mind is is tuned to what we think is the lowest vibratory level of reality, the material level, and to that particular body on the material level. Once the connection to that body degrades, your mind just shifts to it. It's like going from channel one to channel three. Your mind is like a television set. It shifts to channel three, and it picks up a whole new beautiful solid reality and a whole new body, and it's that easy to die. Your family helps you get there. Sometimes there's a, a, an upper-level being also helping you, but you're, you usually go through a little mist. The, the tunnel that people talk about usually only happens if um, it's, a, it's, it's a rescue device, I think. It's like a wormhole to get you through the lowest levels, which are negative. But you usually end up in the Summerland levels, which are levels three through five. Beautiful, beautiful place. And there you are. It's that quick. It's that simple. In the time it's taken me to tell it, you have left your body and gone with your family, and you're in this beautiful new place. Later, you can go back and and help the people. I mean, that's what the fun of staying in touch is about. It's about the kinds of signs the dead give us. And if they know what the signs are to look for, they... um, uh, they easily are, you know, will say, oh, you know, thank you to you, and you'll give more, and it'll be fun, and you can do all kinds of things for them, as you'll see in the book. But, um, but once you're there, it's just such joy because it's beautiful. There, nothing dies. There's no, there's no degradation of the plants. They're permanent and they're beautiful, and the flowers are in colors not seen on earth. And you have senses that are much, much stronger than they are here. People tell us that, that hearing music there is like, we, we can't even imagine it, because if you know what's in our ear, it's just a hammer, anvil, and stirrup, three little bones, which somehow are vibrating in a way to make you think you're hearing things. Uh-uh, you aren't hearing until you have mind hearing. And mind sight is so much stronger. We have, we have panoramic vision. We can see all around our head because it's not with our, it's with our mind, not with our eyes. And if you see mountains 50 miles away, which is typical of the American summerland, lots of snow-capped mountains, that sort of beautiful scenery, and 
there are foothills, and there are trees on the foothills. You can see every leaf on every tree wow. on those foothills 50 miles away. That's mine sight. Everything is better there. And wow. you don't have to work. As my mother-in-law said, you can have anything you want. You, you don't need money, which is, which is what she would say. She lived through the Depression. It's just the best. My wow. title understates what's ahead of each person listening. And we, shouldn't we know that? Shouldn't we be confident about that? And so uh, and, and we can be joyous right now. Once you don't fear death anymore, once you know what really happens, you no longer fear anything. And all you want to do is learn as much as you can because you know that the more you learn to love and forgive, the better you can do that, the higher is your vibratory rate. And you might get to a higher level of the afterlife levels. That's, that's worth working toward. Well, I, I love this. And, you know, one of the things that um, I want to talk with you about when you come back is when we come back from break is, you know, you talk about something I have never heard. You know, doing this 11 years, and you're right, I've never heard this. One of the things you talk about in the book is this thing called after-death geography, and I want to have a conversation with you about what that is. I mean, I, I've read it, so I have a sense of it, but I want to have a conversation of what that is, and in part, what does it mean to us? You know, there are many questions that you do address in the book. You address the idea of children. You know, you talk with us about being afraid, Right. You also talk about you might linger. You think you might linger. How many times do we know of our loved ones? I love this. There's a song. I hope I hope maybe Taylor could find it. It's by the Cranberry. It's called Linger. How many people do you think are lingering around? We've got this and much more. When we come back, we're going to tell you how you're going to be able to connect with Roberta when she comes to Seattle and any other place she comes how you can get a copy of her book and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Negative self-talk plays a major role in how we create fear and anxiety. You're probably familiar with that worried, insecure, or critical voice that rises from somewhere deep inside, often at the most inopportune moments. You don't seem to choose the limiting, anxiety-triggering or self-sabotaging thoughts, nor do you seem to be in control of them. Over the years, I've found that rather than ignoring or suppressing these negative thoughts, what works best is to redirect the mind with at least three counterbalancing arguments that shed light on the opposite, positive points of view. For example, if your negative thought was something bad will happen, counterbalances could be right now I'm okay there have been many times I was worried and everything turned out well I have the strengths and abilities to handle anything that comes my way positive counterbalancing is training your mind to search for and find uplifting and empowering perspectives for any given situation. Hi, this is David Zarza. And Philip Zarza. And we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. Make an inventory of the 10 most important people in your life. Then, add the 10 people with whom you spend the most time. There might be overlap from these lists. Spend time listing their qualities of these people that you admire and respect. Then go back and make a list of characteristics or aspects these people possess that you find challenging. Reflect on how these aspects, both light and dark, make you feel. How many of these would you also use to describe yourself? 
Do you notice any resistance? If so, there's growth to be had there. Join us for our next Purposeful Living webinar series to explore more. Watch our webinar series or schedule a session by visiting GetSophisticated.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-A-Y-T-E-D.com. And call 206-420-8660. Tune in to the Angels and Nancy Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. What if there was no right or wrong way to be a great parent? Join Access Consciousness Facilitator Glenna Rice as she and Dr. Pat invite you to be the questionable parents you truly are and empower you to know and give the awareness required to create ease and joy with your children. Join Dr. Pat and Glenna as they focus on parenting for the modern family. Tune in every month to the Dr. Pat Show on air and online at TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the new mainstream in radio. Hey, everybody, check it out. You know, go find out what Roberta's up to. Go to robertagrimes.com. You're going to be able to follow her on Facebook. You're going to be able to look at, uh, you know, the many, many things she's written about, also her appearances. And as I said before, um, you know, she is traveling. And so you'll be able, those of you that are living down in California, check out her appearances. She's going to be in California in October. Um, It's going to be a bunch of places. Uh, uh, also at East West Bookshop in uh, in Mountain View, California. And then December 12th, uh, she's going to be at East West Bookshop uh, in Seattle, the 12th uh, as well. I think you said the 13th as well. Is that right? Yes, uh, yes. I'll be there for two days. For two, we're, we're, we're doing that evening where we're sort of doing a, a pre-introduction uh, to all of this. It takes a long time to talk about it. And I especially want to be able to give people um, the opportunity to ask questions. But I'll be frank with you. I've been all over the country. The people on the West Coast get this stuff. The, I, this is my third time going to Mountain View. I feel like I'm just, I'm going, it's like old home week to be there. They are wonderful people. They, they understand this stuff. They contribute to the discussions. It's just, it's just fabulous. Well, it, it, it's really, a, it's a topic whose time has come yes. to have a conversation. Um, you know, and, you know, part of that is that we're looking at, um, what our lives mean. Now I did want to touch upon a couple of things specifically in the book that I read and I had to go back and read them again. I love this after death geography idea. Where'd you get that from? (laughs) From the dead. I mean, I I promise you, I make none of this up. If I, if I have to guess, I tell people, this is what I think based on what I've read. And there's a lot of stuff I'm not sure of. Um, and the, which is why I can't wait for a scientist to get a clue and understand that when you understand this stuff, you are, you'll be able to put together a unified theory uh, that puts together Newtonian and quantum physics and get the Nobel Prize. 
So if somebody really cares about trying for the Nobel, this is a good place to, to, to do your work. Um, I mean, it's pathetic, but I, my latest blog post is about the third wave of physics. Because that's, wow. what, that's what this is. Anytime there's a, there's a new discovery that's real, it brings a lot of stuff with it. We, we learn what, what our nature actually is. We learn what reality actually is. I can tell you what dark matter and dark energy almost certainly are. I can tell you why 80% of the light in the nearby universe seems to have no photon source. I can tell you a bunch of stuff that yeah. scientists are wondering about. All yeah. because I've, I've learned from the dead. Why don't they do that? Well, uh, you know, exactly. And, you know, is it that we are blocked from learning from the dead? No. Uh, no. Or is it no, simply no, no. that we just don't buy in? Scientists and, and religion, uh, Christianity specifically, have been in a war for a couple thousand years. You think? Um, yes. You, 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 you take spiritual stuff, we'll take the physical stuff, and we'll be in peace. There'll be peace. And the fact that there's this enormous amount of evidence and information that perfectly fits stuff that each knows, but that they yeah. doesn't, because a lot of what both of them have now are belief systems. This has all been accumulating between the two warring parties, and they've ignored it. And so little by little, people are noticing, my goodness, there's a whole lot of stuff there, and, and this doesn't make sense, what I believed all my life, and it doesn't make sense. Okay, I'll yeah. go study this. And it's been yeah, glorious. Exactly. But you asked me a question I would love to yeah. answer. And, and go, that's go about, for it. Go for it. That's about the geography. I'm sorry I get distracted so easily. Yeah, please. Um, the dead tell us that they're, they're exactly where we are, there are at least seven additional levels of reality. With the one we, are, we think we're in now, it's eight. Material level above it is level one, so far level one of the, of the afterlife levels which is what Jesus called the outer darkness. It's cold, dark, smelly, and disgusting there. It's the punishment level. Above that is sort of the getting better level, level two. Levels three through five are an earth-solid paradise that is much more gorgeous than anything you can possibly imagine, but it's very familiar. It feels like earth, only perfect. And it gets better and better. So level three is spectacular. Level four is just way beyond that, and level five will blow your mind. (laughs) Above that is level six, which is, the, the ancients called the causal level. It's where a lot of the, the things that we think of as God-making are, are, are created in the, in the causal level or by, by the denizens of the causal level. Very, very advanced beings. There's very little there that's material, although they can have material if they want it. They just don't need it anymore. It's also called the teaching level. The people who, who live there spend a lot of their energy trying to teach um, the people in the afterlife to raise their spiritual vibration even more to be able to get to higher levels of reality because guess what? We're all going to make it together. This isn't a battle. This isn't a war. We are all part of God. We're part of that source. We're all one being. So you can't leave anybody behind. Look at the most despicable person you could possibly imagine. That's a, that person's mind is a part of eternal mind, and that person needs to be rescued just like everybody else does who's on the wrong track. So they're very focused on doing this rescue work and teaching. The, the top level is the source level. And again, everything's in the same place, but it's the highest level in terms of vibration. It's the source of all the light that is in the afterlife level. Um, it's very, very bright, of course, at the upper level. The, uh, the lowest level is dark. It's almost like midnight. And um, above, above that a little bit, 
little bit better. But the things we need to understand about this geography are, number one, it's all in the same place. It's all exactly where we are, and it's just higher. It's like different channels on the TV set that your brain can, forget your brain, that your mind can pick up once it's free of your brain. Um, There's no time there, and there's no space there. You can go anywhere you want, anywhere, just by thinking, I want to be there. And you're there. Well, you, you can go to be with anyone. You can do anything, which is, which is why it appears that, the, that those levels are all the size of the universe. Each of them is. And there's, there's considerable evidence of that. So it's really much less crowded there than it is here. People think it's going to be crowded, you know, standing room only because of all the people who have died. Uh-uh. It's way, way, way less crowded than here. And if you want to go live like a hermit, you perfectly can. And then in just, just the thought of going to a city, you can be in the city. I mean, think about being able to live like that. Our favorite, wow. our favorite entertainers still perform there. Um, apparently Elvis, John Lennon, and um, oh. Sinatra all still perform there. Um, and I've each of those names I've seen once or twice, though? so I'm not sure. What? Yeah, Roberta, let me ask you a question. Why would we think they, did, they wouldn't? And this really leads to the second part of what I wanted to talk with you about is, you know, we have this idea, right, that, uh, okay, here I am uh, here on Earth, and then I'm predestined to something, right? There's, yeah. this, there's this thing we say to ourselves, oh, man, you know, if I am, I used to sell hot dogs, right? When I was homeless, I used to sell hot dogs. Oh, and, homeless. you know, I remember, like, selling the hot dogs. From the hot, so, you know, I mean, I didn't, it, it didn't enter my mind that, okay, I'm selling hot dogs now, that when I die, I'm going to be selling hot dogs. That didn't enter no. my mind. But there's some people that have this idea. No, Jesus said the first will be last and the last first. And he said <laughs> that because one of, the, one of the toughest lessons people set because remember, we're here to learn to love and forgive. That's it. Right. One of the right. toughest lessons people set themselves is wealth. You can, screw, you can screw up a lot of wonderful, successful lifetimes by choosing to be rich in this one. And, you, I mean, you can look around you. You can see exactly what I mean. Right. Um, it's tough. And, however, to, to choose to be homeless in this lifetime, to have a, have a time when you're very poor, um, that's a wonderful growth opportunity, and you do grow from it. It's, it's just, everything is topsy-turvy. Everything is different, right. entirely different, as Jesus said. Not with the eyes of man does God see, and it's really, really true. Well, you know, I love this, because you talk about this, I think, in Chapter 10 of the book. Uh, you talk about living so you're dying can be the most fun. I want to talk with you about that when we come back. You know, there are two things, uh, and, and for those of you out there, you've got to get a copy of the book, because I'm, I'm really just touching upon some of this. Uh, you know, in the book. It's really very, very cool. And I love your reference to some of the scriptures, too. You know, when we come back, we're going to talk about what can go wrong and living so you're dying can be most fun. What does most fun look like? What do you see yourself doing? You know, what do you see yourself being? You know, do you see yourself, oh, my gosh, I would be hanging out with Elvis in a hot second. Let's I mean, I'm right there. I'm right there with them. I'm there with them. We're going to take a short break and we come back. What are the choices we have and why is it we think we don't? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. My very special guest joining me here today, Roberta Grimes. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's Brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Are you ready to move past limiting beliefs and unconscious obstacles that are holding you back from financial prosperity? Do you want to be free from debt and that feeling of being disempowered? Mary Jane Allen is a financial healer and joy creation specialist who uses her unique set of tools included in her financial healing process to help her clients move past those beliefs and fears. For more information and to contact Mary Jane, visit her website, manifestyourlifedream.com and begin your financial healing process today. Where do you desire to go in life? How do you plan to get there? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Your Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase on TransformationTalkRadio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life. This is Lynn Brown from the show Winning at the Game of Life. Listen, it's time to enrich your money stories and open your path to all that you desire. We all have limiting beliefs which we accumulate from our life experiences, ancestors, and past lives. These beliefs block our ability to receive the unlimited flow of abundance that the universe is constantly offering to us. Why are we so emotionally caught up on the word money? It's only one of the many forms of abundance. I'm excited to uncover your unique stories and limiting beliefs around money and abundance, as well as give you tools to release them from your space. It's time to invest in yourself. You deserve everything you ever imagined and more. Call me to schedule a reading at 844-LETTER-B-INTO-IT or letter R, letter U, intoit.com. Lynn was very accurate and she was so clear in explaining everything to me. I highly recommend Lynn to all of you. How confident do you feel about your retirement? Ask Ameriprise financial advisor Jeff Packman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get to the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman, financial advisor, today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800 in Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC. You've been listening to Transformation Talk Radio. The new mainstream in radio. Hey, everybody, welcome back. For more information about us, go to the DrPatShow.com, but also go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. And for those of you out there, I really want to thank you for your patience with us. You're seeing a lot of changes. We've now recently changed up our player, but in about two weeks, um, you're going to see a whole lot of other things change. Um, We're also letting you know up front 
that we are, uh, you know, have new live streaming services, players that you're going to be able to download, any and all of the above. If you are following us on Spreaker, as thousands of you now I know are, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we really appreciate all of our affiliates, iHeartRadio, iTunes Radio, Spreaker, and, um, you know, WBOQ, KKNW, CRN, all of the above. Thank you all for supporting us for the way that you have. Today, I get to chat with Roberta. Look, I was talking about, you know, two things, right? And we touched upon this before the break, right? You know, we touched upon the idea of, you know, how this life really could guide the next. But you also talk about a couple of things that I hope we can chat about for a minute. One of them is what can go wrong? You want to know? I mean, there are a lot of things that can go wrong. I don't know the percentage of people who have problems. I think it's very small. But everything from getting stuck in your in your deathbed room because you were distracted and you didn't leave when you were supposed to, um, killing yourself in midlife almost certainly causes a lot of trouble uh, after after you die because apparently that's never a planned exit point. You basically decided that something you had planned into your life was something you really weren't going to deal with after all, and you killed yourself. Young people, no problem. And if you have some loved one who died um, of a uh, suicide in the early 20s or younger, that seems they seem to forgive themselves easily. Old mm-hmm. people are people who are dying the same thing, but people in midlife have more. Understand what happens at death. The, one of the first things that happens after you die is you have a life review. That's true. You get to feel everything that happened, experience all those feelings over again from your whole life, and you also get to feel how you made other people feel, for good or ill. And people who've been through the life review say it is really tough. You can forgive everybody else. I've never seen an example of anyone who didn't forgive. However, forgiving yourself can be really tough when you've got to to feel the things you did that hurt people or that caused people problems that you didn't even mean to or the things you didn't do that you could have done to help people. Wow, I changed my life when I understood all this. This is the only judgment there is. It's by yourself. And by the way, Jesus says this, too, in the Gospels. People just don't pay attention to it. However, if you can't forgive yourself, your your spiritual vibratory rate lowers. And then, of course, what happens is you were you entered at level three. You can't sustain level three anymore. You end up on level two, that, which is not, not very pleasant. If you can't manage to hold it at level two, you'll end up in the outer darkness. Every person who lives as a demon, basically most of them look like demons, because that's how they see themselves, on the punishment level. Every single one of them put himself there. There's nobody else who does it but ourselves. So that's, those, are, those are some big things that can go wrong. Um, if, you, if you have preconceived notions about what, af, what death is and where you're going, um, you, you can end up in that place, but it's not real. Uh, Bob Monroe, the great um, out-of-body explorer, called them hollow heavens. He, he, he described some of them. A common one is clouds. Could might have St. Peter's Gate, might not. But you might, if you are sure that's what heaven is, you're going to end up on a cloud. And you, nothing else. <laughs> Just you and a few other very confused people who all had the same notion. And you have to be rescued from there. And you will be. And since there's no time, it won't seem as if much time has passed, but it could take a while in Earth time for, for, for you to be rescued, to see the people who've come to rescue mm-hmm. you and, and rescue you. If you wow. think you're going to hell, you do. Yeah. You oh. do. You, 
You, oh. There is there is a, a hell, fire, brimstone. You go, oh, no, and hell, and immediately you're out of it. I mean, that doesn't seem to be any place people stay because it's so easy to be rescued because you don't want to be there. Yeah. The outer darkness is another matter. People can be there for millennia just because they, they don't. You, you can't get out of it yourself, and a lot of them ignore their rescuers. They will not go with or trust anyone who's a rescuer. It's, so basically it what you're saying, yeah, so basically what I hear you saying, and I think you touched upon this in the book, this is really good. If you're kind of not trusting in this lifetime, meaning you're not trusting the higher order of things, you're not trusting that there is a source, you're not trusting your own life, you're not trusting anybody in it, then when you die, you're still going to be not trusting. Yes, you're the same person, exactly the same person. Yeah. And, you know, I, I trust everybody. I enter the gate where my, my best friend is like, oh, my gosh, here you go again. <laughs> you know, I enter, I, I enter the conversation, and I'm like, I, I, I trust you immediately, because that's just the way I was brought up. Now, here's my last question for you, which I, I say to the end. How much fun can we actually have? I'll tell you, the most fun that I can imagine is knowing the truth because it changes everything in your life. Um, that's why I, I try to get everybody to learn the truth. My book is a good sort of gateway drug, an entryway to start to learn the truth, because it summarizes it, and then it tells you how you can learn more. But the more you learn about what's actually going on, what the truth actually is, the happier you get. Fear of death is the base fear. I fear nothing. But even beyond that, I know that I am so deeply loved. You cannot imagine how loved you are. You're infinitely precious. You are God's best beloved child. And when you really get that, whoa, does that make you feel good? It's just not, it's, it's the best feeling you could have. One of the things about religions that are problems is that they teach fear. Love is the opposite of fear. You cannot love what you fear. You can't, must, you mustn't fear God. God loves you infinitely and only yeah. wants you to love him back. Don't fear him. Or yeah. Him. I mean, God is not, God has no beard. God is not male or female. God is not human. We instead are part of God. Our minds are part of God. So this human part is shed. It's gone. We are with God after we die. Mm -hmm. we, are, we are right in God's presence. There's no throne room either, by the way. That's another hollow heaven idea. It's just so perfect, Dr. Pat. It's much beyond anything, anyone's most optimistic imaginings. The truth is wonderful. As Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Boy, does it ever. Well, also, you know, some of what was also said, and maybe we could touch upon this in the last couple of minutes we have, greater things than these you shall do. You know, yes. we there are so many of us that have lived our lives, you know, playing small, you know, and what I mean by that is really playing not to lose as opposed to playing to win. And, you know, that is not a concept, I think, that comes from, you know, a higher vibration of consciousness. No, you know, right. haven't we been given the gifts? to make sure the earth stays green, to bring peace to the into the world. Haven't we really been given the, everything we need to figure that out, don't you think? Yeah. Well, even more importantly, if you give your life to God, God will show you exactly what to do. All of this started in my life because in the spring of 2009, I, I pray in gratitude affirmations. I started praying every day, a couple times a day, thank you for giving me work to do. Thank you for showing me how to do it. Yep. That's all I did. Within a month, I was writing The Fun of Dying. 
And everything that's happened since has all been because I pray that every day. I gave my life to God. We're afraid to do that. We think he'll want us to do something icky, right? But no, God loves you more than you could possibly love yourself. God has plans for you. All of us have have said, have committed to do this work. We just need to be reminded of what it is. And God will remind you. You just have to give him permission to do that. I love it. Thank you for a great, great conversation. One last thing. What is your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? And uh, please let folks know how they can find out more about you. And thank you for doing all you do. Thank you. Um, RobertaGrimes.com. Please read my blog because I put a lot of effort into it. I'd love to hear from you if you read it. Um, My core message is just don't be afraid. Just learn. If you learn the truth, the truth will set you free. Jesus is your way thrower and best friend. If you don't, if, you, if, if you've got these religious notions about Jesus, you can shed them all, because I don't even think mm-hmm. he came to start a religion. He came to free <laughs> us from religion. Wow. Thank there's you a, there's so much. There's a whole appendix in The Fun of Dying about what Jesus said and what, what it appears he really meant based on what the, what the dead tell us. And, you know, I do want to comment on that. Many of the books we get do not have, you know, appendices, do not have an appendix which explain anything. You have done a brilliant job. And for those of you out there, if you want to figure out where stuff comes from, get the book just to look at the appendix. It is jam. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pat, for what you do. All right, everybody, we're going to take a short break, but don't worry. Ah, the sophisticated guys are coming up. We'll see you next time, everyone. Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistique Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The Women and Wisdom Fall Festival is right around the corner. Join them at the North Seattle Community College Conference Center, October 11th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free admission. Festivities include a silent auction, healers, educational booths, delicious food, and a variety of vendors. Don't miss this fun-filled event. For more information, visit womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org. See you there. 